Wow, it's been a minute. What's up, guys? Welcome to Project Freelance. My name's K, just the letter K. You can find me at justtheletterk.com, or you can find all social media, Project Freelance. Thank you guys for tuning in this week on another episode of the show. It's been a minute. I've been on tour for six weeks, but we're back with another episode. Thanks to KitCaster, I got connected with the CEO and founder of Golance.com an award-winning online freelance marketplace. So a couple months ago, I actually did an episode of Project Freelance about the top five freelancing websites, and I talked about a couple other websites on there. Golance was one of those sites. So if you guys have not heard that episode, I'll put a link down in the description for you if you want to go check it out, listen to it. If you're trying to get into freelancing and you're looking for websites to start up on, definitely check out Golance because it's, it's different than other websites, and we'll talk about that more in this episode with Michael. But before we get into it, just a couple housekeeping things. If you are not subscribed to Project Freelance, well, first of all, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I want to know how you found this. Tweet me at Project Freelance. Let me know how you found the show. And uh, other than that, if you do like this episode, if you like the show, please leave a rating and feedback. It helps the show out so much. Helps us grow in the charts on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It helps other listeners just like you, other freelancers, find the show. So if you're interested... And getting a signed photo print from me, all you got to do is leave a rating and feedback on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, take a screenshot of it, and send it to me at Project Freelance on Instagram or Twitter, and I will get that mailed out to you. I'll DM you, get your address, and I will send you a signed photo print as a way of saying thank you for supporting the show. Another thing I need to do is let you know that I have a new book out called How to Explore Abandoned Buildings. So when I'm not freelancing, I actually explore abandoned places. It's a huge passion of mine, and I created a guidebook for exploring. It's also a photo book. It's like a collector's item. I teamed up with a digital artist from Portugal named Cursed Sketchbook, and he illustrates on top of photos of abandoned places, and together we put this book together, and I added tips and little stories to go along with those tips. For you guys, if you're interested in getting a piece of art from me or if you like urban exploring, it's a great photo book and it's also a great gift for people. So if you want to get a copy of that, notracers.com slash shop. I'll put a link down in the description. The last thing I need to do is thank the partner of this podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, it is canned water. Super good. They are putting death to plastic. Their motto is murder your thirst. And if you would like to try it, if you would like to get a case or, hey, if you work at a bar and you guys are tired of throwing away plastic bottles and you're looking for a better way, get a bunch of cases of Liquid Death and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your entire order. You can use the link down in the description. It will automatically apply that code for you. I do get a little bit of kickback for that. So thank you for, you know, getting cases of water and for drinking water. Drink more water. Drink Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. And the last thing, I, I just want to say thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting everything that I do. I do so many things. There's so many avenues. All my social media is down below. I do a lot of stuff. TikTok, YouTube, exploring, video, photo, drones. I do a lot of stuff, music, and you guys support everything I do. So thank you so much. Without further ado, we're going to jump into this episode with Michael Brooks, the CEO and founder of Golance. Let's do it. Cool. So here I am with Michael Brooks. CEO and founder of GoLance. If you haven't heard of the website, you should absolutely check it out. Michael, how are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me a part of the program. I appreciate it. Very happy to be here. 
Absolutely. So let's get into your background a little bit. Tell everybody what it is that you do, how you got into the industry that you're in and why you chose to do the thing you do. Okay, cool. Happy to do it. Um, I founded a freelance network, a freelance marketplace, uh, not too dissimilar to the really big ones that you've heard out there. Um, I did see uh, a future and I've used all of them. Um, I used them because and just you know, by way of a little background, um, I had another company many, many years ago that I was the CEO of. And uh, during the economic crisis, 2008, 2009, I had to let my entire staff go with the exception of a small, small team. And I mean, like a couple people, me, my wife, and like my best friend. And uh, we had we had no other option other than to hire freelancers and put our trust in the hands of somebody who lived like four hours outside of Moscow. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, it was melting down. I was like, we had like 50 people. We had a whole operation. Um, and things got better. And not only did uh, our business, did it save our business and we, we were able to maintain stability for a, a SaaS technology platform, but like it got better. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. There's a lot of power in this. And with uh, with the money that we saved and with the value we were receiving from freelancers, uh, we started hiring them for everything. And then it just became policy. Like, okay, we're not going to just, we can't have it. I, I couldn't even have an office, right? I had to leave my office. Um, it, it's, it, it would have almost bankrupt the company if I didn't have this solution because I was able to maintain our, like our core clients that were able to stick with us through the typical times. Uh, but by being this agile and working with these remote teams, um, it, it changed the game for us. So once we got a few years later, fast forward, got to some stability, I, I stepped down as CEO and a managing partner, or my partner took managing partner. I looked around, I'm like, what do I want to do for the next 40 years of my life? Because uh, that's about how long I want to work. Um, that was like 36 at the time, and it was like seven, eight years ago. So. I was like, you know, this whole freelancing game, these, these guys saved me. This is a new way. I need to let other small businesses, small to mid-sized businesses know that this is this is the way to go. Um, so I started GoLance and I looked at it from a cultural perspective. Uh, I always identified a sickness in the industry where people would kind of look at freelancers almost as second class employees, mm -hmm. right? And they're yeah. not. They're, they're just as important, if not more important to an organization, to a business than somebody sitting right next to you with a big fancy title. So with that, um, I started GoLance and I started looking at uh, things like fee structure. And I was like, there, this is a way overcharged space and then flexibility and then control. And then I learned that fees are like are driving inefficiency, mm. right? Because other platforms out there are focused on uh, keeping a very tight relationship, ownership, and limiting the amount of communication and the way people can communicate so that they have, you know, their Cyclops eye on everything mm. that goes, that transmits. So there's no disintermediation. A freelancer and a client saying, hey, this is stupid. Let's go work together. Um, we took a different approach where we said, well, why don't we just provide so much value that people don't want to disintermediate? Um, so that's been our mission and we keep growing that mission. And so that's 
you know, from the long and short of it, uh, the two, two minute intro, that's where I'm at. Wow. So there's so many things I want to unpack here. First of all, what made you first of all, think of going the freelance route? Cause I mean, you, as you said, you were kind of on a downhill swing with the, you know, the economic collapse back in the day. And so what made you even like think of freelancers? how did you even find that that was an option? Um, it was my, my partner at the time said, Hey, um, we, we were letting people go and I was stressing out and he said, you know, we, we can try, we can try this freelancer. It's a lot less expensive. It's and and I was like, I don't know. We were a subscription billing platform. We have all this compliance and I rolled the dice and he's like, no, no, like I found this guy and he seems to know what he's doing. And, um, that guy that we found is the CTO of that company today of that SaaS company today. And he no longer lives in Russia. He now moved to Panama and travels around the world whenever he wants. And uh, I mean, it's a, just been been a great, I mean, you can see the type of commitment we, we, we deal with with these people. We, we trust them. It's, it's, it's uh, I started seeing that power and going, whoa, this, this guy doesn't know. He saved us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he doesn't know. And we were like, we're, we're like, wait, wait, what if he did? What if he finds out we're so dependent on it? <laughs> uh, and then eventually, I just told him, and things got better. Wow. Um, so that's that's kind of where it was. My my partner said, "Dude, we 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 we've got no other choice, man. Either we close the door, or this is something we can afford." Uh, now that company is doing better than it ever has, um, and it damn near lost everything. But it cleaned a lot of other guys cleaned out of the space, and we were able to hang in there. And that's because of the power of, of tapping talent around the world. Now we got lucky with the first one we tried, who's again now the CTO of that company. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, but that's that's been kind of the the mission and the challenge is how to qualify the the right talent, and then on the other side of that, how to how to qualify the right client, how to be the right client, how to make that right relationship. Um, we, we look at freelancing far more as a, as an eHarmony more than a Tinder, right? Not sure if you're familiar with yeah, eHarmony. It's sure. like the, yeah, it's the company that like tries to find people that are right for a marriage. Yeah. Um, and that's core to culture. So we're just continuing to, to do uh, more and more cultural feedback things, cultural fit, that, that we're finding is, you know, th this is, this is the way. And, um, it's, it's been amazing because we find these people around the world and some I've never met, but I, I consider them brothers and sisters and, you know, they've been there for, for us and for me, uh, when, when, in, uh, not, not too long ago, I got very, very sick, uh, with COVID and pneumonia mm -hmm. and I couldn't do anything. And, I just asked for help of our entire team, and, which is you know, upwards of 50 people now that are directly working on our team around the world. I say, hey, guys, I can't, I can maybe check in 15 minutes a day, but please just do your best. And like everybody rallied around that and did better. And that was, uh, that's where I started feeling like, like a success hmm. because of, of, of the, the, these great people I've worked with. But on the flip side of that, you know, I, I get to know people and I get to know these amazing people around the world. And when they're having issues, uh, we're able to support them through that. So it's like we, we believe that we're changing the mindset of, hey, there's somebody out there uh, at a geographically disadvantaged 
location that has the skill to do what we need. Let's pay them as little as possible and uh, you know get whatever work we can out of them and then throw them away. That's not us. We're like, let's find and make amazing relationships with outstanding people with no boundaries uh, and draw the best we can out of them and build relationships that will last forever in one capacity or another. Wow. Yeah. I think that people often forget about the relationship, the relationship aspect of freelancing. Uh, a lot of people, like you said, just kind of try to find the cheapest route and that's not always the best way. You know, if, if you are, if your budget is too small, just speaking as like a freelance videographer myself, if your budget's too small, you're going to get that quality of work. You know, like you're, you're not going to get the best quality that you possibly can. And I often tell people like, if you're looking to hire a freelancer, you have to build that relationship and it's got to be something that you are willing to pay for. Because if you want quality work, you have to pay for quality work. A lot of people forget that. And I think it's one of the most important aspects of, you know, that relationship because it's got to be uh, mutually beneficial. You know, you've got to get something good out of it, but you also want to, you know, provide something for somebody. And I think it's super cool that you, you know, carried that on with you and, and you take care of your people. I think that's super important that you take care of the people on your team. So uh, speaking of Golance, when did you create that? When did that come to fruition? Uh, so 2016 is when we uh, was when we really when we went live and kicked it into kicked it into gear and that's uh, and we've been going strong ever since awesome and but we we never uh, we didn't take the 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 VC capital route we bootstrapped and we just begged for business <laughs> knocked on doors and said hey can we uh, can we can we do this work for you we think we can do it better and I've been selling the message of look, there's a better way. There's a better way. And, um, you know, the concept where we sing for our supper and it's mm -hmm. like, Hey, no, I know that if we do a good job for somebody, if our people do a good job, if we're successful in connecting the right talent to the right client, if, if, if we get that done, like we're going to work with that client and that freelancer forever. Yeah. That's, that's our model. Absolutely. It's, it's not one of control. It's one of relationship. Um, and uh, I've got actually today's my 13th wedding anniversary. Wow. And I, <laughs> and I think about my relationship with my wife and, you know, if, if I was, if I was just in the, in the situation where all I wanted to do was control her the entire time, I don't think it would work out that well, yeah. you know, and vice versa. But um, we have a, a, a trusted relationship built on value and respect. And we try to bring those values to our community. Yeah. And so, just uh, for transparency, last year I made a uh, podcast episode about the top five freelancing websites that I had found, and GoLance was one of them. Uh, hey, yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. You know, so it's it's cool that I have you on the show now. But um, I've checked out the platform. I've been through the whole gamut of like how it works and everything. And I I love as a user, I love the layout. I love how it looks. You know, I love everything. The the ease of use is awesome and the fact that you know you allow people to talk to the clients how they want when they want without controlling it is awesome you know there's other websites i won't name names but they take huge exorbitant fees from the freelancers and then they say like you have to keep everything on the platform you can't take it off the platform otherwise we'll like ban your account which is crazy because like as a freelance videographer 
how am I going to contact my client when I get on set? You know, like I'm going to need their number, their email, something, something to contact them. And I'm not going to get on your app and message them and wait 15 minutes for them to get the notification to reply. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So the fact that, you know, there's a better way to do that, I think is amazing. And I've gone through the websites where it's like what I was just speaking about, where you have to keep everything on the app. Otherwise they'll delete your account, which is crazy, especially after like years and years and years of working on that site and basically giving them like 20%, 10%, whatever of your earnings. And then they just so quickly are like so quick to like cut you off after you've like done all this work on the site. So I think that, you know, GoLens is super uh, new school in that aspect. And I think that you guys actually care about the freelancers on your site, which is awesome. Okay. You hit the, you hit the nail on the head, right? Exactly on the head. And, and, you know, with, and by the way, thanks for that article. I got to check that out. Yeah. Um, and, and let's, uh, let's not name names. I'll just refer to the other platform as schmuck work, right? <laughs> yes. So we just talked to a guy who was on Schmuckwork, and uh, he's a management consultant that we hired. I met him through a friend, not through Schmuckwork, and he he says he's prominent there. He gets he's they're very good at getting him clients, yeah. um, and that's wonderful. That's great. We're catching up to that. Mm. You know, that's somewhere where we could be better. Is is I mean, we love it when we're able to make that connection. Yeah. We're not at parity with them yet, but we will be. Right. We will be. Uh, and when we, when, when we do, I see them as MySpace, right? But so yeah. schmuck work, this guy, just to your point, has been working with clients for years, has all different types of clients on their platform, made all types of revenue. They take their big 20% chunk, which I was like, that's egregious, but okay, mm-hmm. fine. That's their thing. Um, and not only that, they take 5% from the client. Right. <laughs> And so the client's going to charge, they're going to want to pay less because they have to pay that. We don't take anything from the client. We're 7.95% flat. Um, and that's it. And we take zero from the client. And, you know, we, we, we think we have a fair fee. We have a think we have a fair fee. We're adding more and more value. But let's put that aside, right? But, but uh, so this guy on Schmuck Work, to your point, to your scenario, his client wanted to have a call to go over a complex management consulting financial roadmap issue and he's like okay here's my number boom shut down nope you yep. can't have that how like uh, how many people i mean i sometimes you need a phone call yeah right? 100%. <laughs> if you if you're that paranoid of as a two-sided marketplace to to allow people to communicate then you know you're 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 fighting a war of attrition and yeah. nothing else so Schmuckwork doesn't look at their model as going, hey, maybe we need to be more fair to people. Maybe we need to find a way to create a better balance where people actually want to work with us. Nope. They want to be the government. They yeah. want to be the controlling government. And I think that's a that's a dying methodology. And uh, we like that they're idiots because <laughs> we, 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 can, we think we can force them to change or they're going to go the way of MySpace. Yeah. And that's an inevitability. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I hate to see it because I have, you know, gotten so much work off of sites like the one you're kind of speaking about, you know, and I've been on them for years and I hate that they've not only taken so much control from the client and the freelancer, but they've also made it so much harder to just do a job, you know, and and, and not only that, but they've like raised their fees every year and they raise the price of, you know, how it, how much it, you, so 
people that don't know about these websites, most of the time you have to buy credits, you have to pay to apply for gigs, and then they t also take 20% on top of it. And there's also a monthly fee that they charge subscription-based. So it's at the end of the day, are you really making money? You know, like you hit the nail on two. There's two things I want to unpack for that. One, you have to buy credits. Yeah. You have to pay to find work. That is disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. There's no need for that. There's no need for that to buy credits. I, 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 I there was a time I was way down and out. It was young, very young. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't have uh, a safety net. Um, I, I just, I just didn't. And I had been running a business at a very young age. And uh, I, I was like, I had, I had nothing. And so I was like, I've got to get a job. Um, while I, while I try to make this business work. And I remember going to the Ritz Carlton in Laguna beach mm -hmm. to work as a bar back. Okay. And I'm like, that sounds like a fun job. I'll do that. <laughs> and I can run my business, build my company at night. Perfect. So I showed up in a nice resume. There was nowhere to park except for valet parking, oh. which was $20. Wow. At the time. I mean, this was a long time ago, right? $20. Was a, like that was gonna that was gonna I had to go to the debit card and that was gonna <laughs> that was gonna give me an overdraft fee type thing, oh. and I showed up and I gave my resume and there was lines of people there, and and I looked around I'm like I'm not getting this job, wow. like there's no way I'm getting this job. It was like a like a two minute interview, man. You know, kind of looked up at me, looked at looked at my resume, said no thank you, and I walked on. We'll let you know, and I'm like I'm not getting this job. And I got to pay 20 bucks to park. And all these people have to pay 20 bucks to park. I'm yeah. like, these people have a racket going. Yeah, they're, they're like in cahoots with the valet guy. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, you, you've got to figure, like, this is oh this is nice God. money for their valet. And, and all these people want to work, and it really hurts. So I just, I, there's no way I could do that. And it's and, and at this point, you know, at the size of the company, do they need to I mean, do they need to be charging people to apply? Absolutely. And then somebody say in the Philippines or, or India or some other somebody who's trying, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that that's making, let's just call it three, four dollars an hour. Right. Like that's a huge chunk of that's a lot of risk to them. Yeah. So it's 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 very very ugly. But the the second point I wanted to unpack with with what you said is they make it harder to work. That's not their job. They should be making it easier to work. Right. That's that's they should be making it significantly easier. But because it's benefits them to make it more difficult, so that they can maintain their control, the control that they want, instead of building a relationship of trust, they lose. That to me is their greatest weakness. It's their Achilles heel. They make it harder to work. Right, their fees go up. Yes, it's a pain in the ass. All the, they charge to work. Yes, that's that's difficult. There's other things there. We can love it or hate it. They're good at saying, "Hey, hurry up! This job's right for you." Fine, but they're not the only game in town. But those schmuck work guys intentionally make it more difficult for people to do their job yeah. and for clients to work with freelancers, and that is going to be their downfall. Yep, a hundred percent, man. And you know. I'll just go back to saying like, I, I hate to see that because I do have a lot to, a lot of credit to give to them because of the clients that I built and the relationships I've built over the years. 
But yeah, I think that is going to be their downfall at the end of the day. And they're not the only, the one you're speaking about now is not the only website that does that. You know, there's, there's so many, so many, there's like, I could name four off the top of my head right now that you have to pay to apply for. And one of them is like exorbitantly more than schmuck work, you know, like it's like 150 (laughs) bucks a week, you know, out of your account every week. Oh my God. I'll tell you afterwards, but like, dude, it's. It's just an astronomical, and you're like, how how is anybody supposed to be making money like by doing this? Especially if you're starting out as a freelancer. Like, I started freelancing in 2014, just moved back to America from living overseas, just fresh out of trade school for film production, and you know, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. There's all these websites where I can just go on and apply for jobs, and then I was like, I can't even afford to apply for jobs. <laughs> like, what do I do here? You know, so it was just a constant struggle. So. For those out there that are, you know, looking for a, w- a better way and an easier way to get into this, definitely check out GoLance. Like, it's it's definitely a new way of of freelancing and a better way of freelancing. And I just think a lot of a lot more people need to know about the site. And so, again, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, can thank we you, can we Jack. talk a little bit about your book that you wrote? I would love to hear a bit, bit, bit more about that. Yeah, I wrote that. Uh... 2020 um it was uh it was it's called remote it winning with freelancers um and it's just a, it was designed to help businesses realize the power of working with freelancers and and strategies that they can use to create efficiency and i didn't realize because it's been so long for me how much of a leap it is for a lot of companies to to adopt this this type of uh remote or now the the hot buzz phrase is decentralized work mm-hmm. right um, but 2020 kind of forced people to, and I saw like dude, the whole pandemic and the lockdowns and all that, like it, we, my wife and I homeschool our kids we have for years, um, just because we like to travel, we have a lot of going on and it's just, uh, it just works for our family. Right. It just, yeah. it is. And I like to teach them what I want to teach them. Sure. Um, which is, uh, I like mainly around business and we play to their strengths. We focus on uh, multilingual. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing I've done that I'm more proud of than than uh, than what what we've been doing with our kids. So we focus, and we use and we use freelance platforms for that too. They have a uh, they have both my kids have a lesson with uh, with a teacher one hour a day that teaches them Spanish because we live in Puerto Rico wow. and Spanish Spanish is the language here, and I want them to be respectful to the culture and to sure. respectful to the people and, and learn, learn the language, uh, especially since I'm not, <laughs> I'm not learning it. They have to do it for me. Um, and then also business. My, my daughter started her cookie selling business here when she was nine, right. Wow. When the pandemic started. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I find that I have very strong feelings on school and, and how education is done, but that's probably for another podcast. Um, <laughs> Jeez, uh, I, I forgot where I was going with all this. Okay, I'm getting lost. Oh, you're good, man. Just chat, of words. chatting about your book and and that kind of. Oh, stuff. that's right. There you go. So I wrote that in. Uh, I wrote that in the in in the middle of the pandemic, and so between homeschooling and our entire business being remote, it was like, okay, yeah, we'll just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> like, fine. Like it wasn't much difference. Yeah. Uh, Amazon still worked. Uber Eats right, still worked. Right. We're good. Yeah. We're but but a lot of people had struggled. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, "What? Like, huh? Like they they didn't even the people they were they were keeping on their teams that had to work outside their office. They didn't 
they didn't comprehend and that broke their culture. And, and so the book was a lot around change management and how to continue to build trust within, within your teams and how to use other teams to come in and, and, and fill in gaps. And now, you know, people aren't going back. The world is not going back to the way it was. No. Um, by, by no stretch. It's, it's changed and it's, the, it's, it's like telling people to stop using the internet and go back to fax machines. It's not yeah. going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah. Stop using QR codes and go back to paper menus. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Guys. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, and I, I do recognize and understand that a lot of people struggled during the pandemic, you know, but, and during the first recession that you were talking about earlier, but I think that, and I tell people a lot on this podcast about it because, you know, COVID was such a big, a huge frame of time that we went through. And I think freelancers adapted faster than anybody else because we were already mostly working remotely and we already had the gumption to go out and get the work, you know? And I feel like a lot of people that were doing the typical nine to five were just like, uh, I can't go to work. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do I do? So they just sat around and watched netflix and did whatever you know and i feel like a lot of people lost a lot of time to like doing nothing and we were out here still trying to find the work and trying to pivot and figure it out and so when people started taking their stuff on onto you know the internet and doing things remotely as a video editor i had so much work because people were like we need you to edit our zoom calls our web sessions our seminars that we're doing online now you know there was so much opportunity and a lot of my friends that are in the video space got into doing live streams for bands so that bands could still put music out and do all this stuff so i think that the power of the freelancer is bigger now and i think that like you were saying earlier i think people are respecting us more now because kind of if you think about it everybody's a freelancer at the end of the day well, you sing for your supper. Exactly. Right? And, and that's, that's, that's core to, to the work that, that a freelancer does. And they go, Hey, you, you, we have a very easy relationship. You don't like me. Fine. I'm here today. I'm gone later today. Mm -hmm. You want to be where you're respected, where your work has value and you want the freedom of movement to, to be able to continue to earn revenue, but, but find other more meaningful work that, that, that meets your your value set and your needs, and, and and that's why the that's why we put the 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 freedom in freelancing. Yeah, you know that's that's what it's all about, and it's it's yeah. You're I was just you took the words out of my mouth. During COVID, we were busier than ever. Yeah. freelancers were busier than ever mm -hmm. because we were already adapting. Um, to, to, this was like water off a duck's back for, for, for us. This is how we've been living and how we've been moving. Yeah. Whereas it was a big adjustment and I, I forgot the, the pain that, that most businesses and, and people go through when they're trying to adjust to figure that out. So, yeah. um, ahead of the game, we either, we got, I don't want to say we got lucky, but we <laughs> saw around the corner on, on, uh, our, our, our hunger and our thirst for for that right to be free um, is what made the entire last couple of years really manageable mm -hmm. and and almost thrive through that. Yeah. Whereas it, it hurt a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully they've recovered now and things start to seem to people are adjusting and to this to the way the 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 world is working now. And so it's it's 
some pain, but I think it's going to be a beautiful thing in the long run. I agree. And I love that people are able to work from wherever they want now. You know, I've got family, friends, so many people that I know work remotely now. So they have the ability to do more things and kind of create their own schedule. So like I said, everyone's kind of becoming a freelancer at this point. And I think that's awesome. And, you know, it, it definitely made my dad stop asking me, when are you going to get a real job? Because he finally realized <laughs> like, oh, we're all doing this now from home, you know? So that's amazing. And uh, my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started all of this? Um, wow. That's a, that's a great question. One on, Terribly unprepared for it. What, what if? What do I wish I knew now? Um, so when I started, so I'm I'm gonna go all the way back to 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 the beginning when I started hiring people and it saved our our SaaS company. Um, I, I wish that I had the correct mindset that you know these are. These are people that we're, we're bringing in to, you know, it's something I've, I've talked about now is, is that these are people that when you bring on someone, when you bring on a freelancer to go through that process, to qualify, to make sure they're not just have the skill to do what you need done, but they're a good fit for your culture. And they're, they're, they're you're looking at the person you're going to work with as a relationship, as a core member of your team that happens to live on the other side of the planet that that's what I would look at now instead of a stopgap solution or we'll just grab somebody here and, you know, use them for what we need them for and then be done uh, until, you know, things get better and then we can build out. It's, it's really the, the mindset that I've been preaching is, and it's the mindset that we've been living. And it's, uh, it's unfortunately not one of wisdom, but of experience that, what what we what I wish I knew now is what I wish I knew then is that these are these are people that we're going to be with, and we're going to know, and treat every everyone uh, as if I'm going to be working with them for the rest of my life. Awesome, man! And if people want to get involved with GoLance, if they want to maybe follow you on social media, pick your brain some more, how can they find you online? Um, go to uh, go to go to GoLance.com. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're there. Um, uh, that's, that's a great place. Sign up for a profile. You can always hit us up through the chat. Um, I'm also on the Twitter, uh, at, uh, Michael Brooks PR, Michael Brooks PR, like Puerto Rico. Um, and that's, uh, I, I stay, I stay pretty active on the Twitter. All right, that was Michael Brooks from golance.com. If you guys haven't heard the episode that I did last year about the top five freelancing websites, go check it out. I'll put a link down in the description for you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, well, first of all, thank you for listening all the way through. If you guys would do me a solid and leave a rating and feedback on this podcast, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, there's a way to leave a rating on the show and feedback. And if you do leave feedback, send me a DM of a screenshot of your feedback on Instagram at Project Freelance. And I'll actually send you a signed photo print of a photo that I've taken as a way of saying thank you for listening to the show. If you guys didn't hear at the beginning of the show or you missed it, I have a new book out called How to Explore Abandoned Buildings. It is a photography guidebook for exploring abandoned places. That's what I do when I'm not freelancing or touring with my band or touring with other bands. I actually explore abandoned places and it is my favorite thing to do. I love it. 
And I hope to continue to do that for many years and, you know, kind of keep making YouTube videos, content, TV shows, books, photography, prints, all the, all the fun stuff that comes along with exploring and adventures. If you want to check that out, you can go to notracers.com slash shop and you can pick up a copy of How to Explore Abandoned Buildings or my other book, No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, which is another photography book, like a coffee table book. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys again soon. If you want to come on Project Freelance, please hit me up. Contact at justtheletterk.com. You can send everything there. And uh, if you need a freelance videographer, photographer, drone pilot, voiceover artist, any of that stuff, hit me up justtheletterk.com. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay strong, keep enduring. <laughs>